Welcome to Talk Radio. I'm Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And my guest today is John Sullivan, former Democratic State Chairman John Sullivan. And John is going to talk about the new Hochul administration. So, John, it's been quite a, a you know, couple of tumultuous months with, you know, all was- these allegations allegations with Cuomo and stuff, and now we have a new governor. Um, What do you think? Well, um, I just read an article in Newsday, which the Team Cuomo people sent out their supporters, basically saying that Cuomo was removed in a coup. Um, It sounds, frankly, a lot like Trump. Just it's just interesting that that would be the reaction, um, and where this goes, I don't know. I, I I would think that it would be best for Andrew to kind of hunker down and let some time pass here before trying to make the comeback. But uh, that doesn't sound like it to me. On the other hand, Kathy Hochul, I think, has made some wise choices as far as her staffing is concerned. And uh, she certainly has the statewide knowledge and ability to uh, to perform the job and to to do it well. So I'm very hopeful for her. Let's talk about uh, Cuomo a couple of minutes. You said there was an article by his uh, people saying that he was removed by a coup. Um, that... I was surprised. I was really surprised when a notice came over my phone that said he was resigning. I thought he was going to fight to the finish. Were you surprised when he resigned? No, um, I I wasn't because all of the force that he needed had evaporated. The state chairman, all the other county chairs, you know, he had no friends in the end, and there was no there was no life raft, so to speak. So, no, I was not surprised. I think he did the right thing, but to grumble about it and say he was, in effect, railroaded, um, is I, I think a bit much. I, it seems to me that the attorney general's report was not as thin as he claims, and it was well documented, and uh, it was. Revealing and, and uh, enough to call for his termination, and and it did. You you know the Cuomo family quite well, and Matilda Cuomo is inching ninety years old. I really feel bad for her to for her to live through something like this how do you feel well i think she is uh, a wonderful woman and she's kind-hearted a great mother a great um, back um, uh, behind the scenes supporter of her husband mario um i was the oswego county campaign chairman for mario in 1982 against ed koch wow first matilda um, but you know, into each life some rain must fall, and this is uh, this is quite a monsoon. But my heart doesn't. Oh my God! 
She she's a, a very nice and incredibly warm person. I mean, it was more than a fall from grace. It was like a thud. Uh, it's it it, it yeah. to me it's a it's such shock waves. I was really shocked yeah, because it, Andrew Cuomo is a fighter, and for him to all of a sudden give up and say he was resigning in two weeks, I think there's a lot more to the story that people don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think he resigned, but he hasn't given up. Now, what that means, I'm not quite sure. But you're right. I think there's probably more to John? Yes? Oh, I didn't hear you for a minute. Uh, uh-huh. You would say there's more to the story? Well, I think so. Um, obviously, campaign is flush with money. They're sending out press releases still, and he's no longer the governor. So what does that tell you? I mean, if he had folded his wow. hand, uh completely, that would be one thing, but he certainly has not when you, you get Team Cuomo emails citing Newsday editorials, that tells you that speaks a lot, I think. Wow. So it may be over. Um, Right. So unlike um, Elliot Spitzer, where David Patterson was totally unprepared to take over as the governor. I think Kathy Hochul had time to to prepare for this moment. What do you think? Well, absolutely. She's been in every county in the state. She's very well known in the uh, uh, rural counties, Democratic Rural Conference. She uh, has made some very wise choices in uh, her secretary, basically her chief of staff, goes Karen Persichilli Keogh, who's very knowledgeable, quite capable, and had worked uh, quite a while for Senator Clinton. And also Marty Mack, a friend of mine who was former mayor of Cortland, has been chosen as the appointment secretary. Marty worked for Elliot and for uh, uh, David Patterson as well, and he's come out of retirement to to do that job. So I think that uh, I think he'll do a great job. He was actually the regional head of offices under um, Elliot Spitzer when I was an assistant attorney general in Watertown. So she made some good choices. He's cleaning house, so to speak. I, I think Howard Zucker had to go, the health commissioner, uh, a number of others. Interesting to see who she puts in as a uh, Inspector General, because there's a lot of work for an Inspector General to do. A lot mm-hmm. of state agencies have run amok, quite frankly. I can give you an example. Because of Not Cuomo? Well, uh, maybe run... just because of him, but a, a culture that was allowed to develop. Um, Oswego has a port, and it's a state authority. Well, they built this monstrosity of a contraption on the port which is blocking the view of the lighthouse and they didn't go through the proper procedures through the environmental quality review process and so forth 
and uh, this happened under Governor Cuomo's watch. I think that um, certain state agencies, and in fact, it was a court decision just the other day that ordered them to stop construction on this project because they had violated the state environmental quality review. And when your state agencies are violating the State Environmental Quality Review Act, that's serious. That calls for the intervention of an inspector general. And I think in Oswego, that would be an appropriate thing to investigate. But, you know, you have to look at the whole picture as to how did, for example, how did Governor Cuomo do on the economic development front? Well, Mm -hmm. mixed bag, you know. He, he, look at the Buffalo Billion, for example. You know, he picked certain companies to give loans to in the hope that they would create jobs. And I, last thing I read was that uh, maybe 2015, I think they said it cost the Economic Development Administration $700,000 for created. That's, that's not a stellar performance. In fact, uh, uh, Zephyr Teachout, the former candidate for governor. She has a, a op-ed piece in, um, I think, in the Times Union recently, uh, where mm-hmm. she's saying you know, they, he needs to, or she, Governor Hochul, needs to ditch the model that Cuomo used for economic development and instead focus on people, things like improving broadband across swaths of the state where broadband is very difficult to uh, to get and that would be a real economic development step and i, mm-hmm. I have to agree mm-hmm. uh, you know because you you wind up being it becomes cronyism you know uh, certain people with certain connections get certain contracts and they contribute and you know it's just the old story so uh, governor hochel has a chance to reverse that and to kind of clean house and start fresh. And she knows, uh, particularly upstate, she knows upstate well. So I think that she uh, certainly is the leading contender for the next gubernatorial race. There may be some in New York City who will try to challenge her. But uh, hopefully she'll be able to demonstrate in the next several months that she's she's got what it takes. I think she does. The uh, the power base to run for governor, I was told, is New York City, and there's well, the been talk is... that uh, there's Sorry, been talk that there's been talk that Tish James also wants to uh, run for governor in in the next gubernatorial cycle. So if she has the support of the New York City Democrats, whereas Kathy Hochul has just the support of upstate Democrats, my guess is that Tish James might win the primary. Am I wrong? Well, no, you're not wrong, but you're not right either. Um, the primary would depend on out- you know, the uh, turnout, for one. Um, there is an incumbency factor here now that uh, wouldn't be present 
if Kathy Hochul had not been acting as governor, would have been the governor. Certainly, Tish James has, uh, I think, done a good job so far as attorney general and will continue to do a good job. I, th- I hope she continues in that post. But, you know, politicians have strange ways of wanting to climb all the way to the top. And, uh, and the key in politics is often, as I said, what Kenny Rogers said, knowing when to hold them, when to fold them, when to run away, right. when, to, when to run. And knowing when to run for what is key. I think that Tiss James would be better to stay exactly where she is, do a great job as uh, the attorney general, then see what develops. Because certainly Kathy Hochul uh, has things, I think, at least initially here, well under control, and she's quite competent. Wow. I really think the next next few few months or, you know, next nine months are going to be very interesting because uh, Kathy Hochul only has a few months to put uh, the budget together, do a mm-hmm. good state of the state uh, address, and by the time the budget process is over, which would be April 1st, the petition process starts. Yep. So Kathy Hochul has a very short window of opportunity to uh, prove herself to be very capable of running the state. Would you agree? No, I wouldn't. I think sometimes a week can be a year in politics, or a month can be a year, or a day can be a year. Um, Timing, as they say, is everything, and much can happen now in the time the uh, primary process starts up for governor. So I, I think that uh, she has a chance to put things together in a way that would deter uh, primary challengers. That being said, you know, you're never too far from a primary in New York in the Democratic Party, and uh, it's always a challenge, that balance, that balance between upstate and down. And the uh, I think you uh, remember we created, when, when I was co-chair of the party, we created something called the Democratic Rural Conference. And right. It was made up of 40 counties in New York State with populations under 150,000. And the idea was to join, unite, give voice uh, in, in unity, strength, and all that. And we succeeded. It turned out that many times, uh, the DRC, which is still active, became uh, the, t- the tail that wagged the dog. Now, not being united meant, and I was one of those people who would go down to New York City, go to the Biltmore Hotel, just no longer there, go to the meeting, watch everything happen, and go home. And you really were foreclosed from any type of a real meaningful contribution. I remember one time, when I was county chair, this was like 1976, Mike Bragman, who was then Onondaga County Chair long before, when he was also assemblyman, but he urged me to, to uh, call an, or, uh, an organizational meeting of the upstate counties at the State Democratic Committee. So I did. 
And then Dominic Barnello, who was chair, uh, sent his top guy, John Marine, wandering into our meeting. Like, who are these rump organizers? And there I am, you know, at the front of the line with the rump organizers. And it turns out the coffee and pastries bill got sent to me, not to, not to uh, uh, any, uh, what am I trying to say? Not to Mike Bragman. So um, Bragman was very clever in having me insinuate myself in the position of challenge so he didn't have to. Um, that being said, tensions between up and down state will always be there. The needs are different. Uh, automobiles, for example. Uh, automobiles are very important upstate, not so much down. So gas right. prices, not so much downstate. It's the uh, throughway toll. I mean the uh, uh, tokens. So that's a big difference. Um, but any governor, any good governor, is going to strike a balance between the needs of upstate and down. And and a number of governors have done that. And I think Kathy Hochul will. Now, when was the last time New York State had an upstate? politician as governor do you know um i'm going to say in the 1920s or 30s oh my god he was from syracuse and he was impeached (laughs) but yeah that's the last real upstate guy in my in my limited political memory (laughs) <laughs> I'm uh-huh. reaching beyond more of my time now. I believe that was the case. But but he was impeached because he he butted heads with Tommy Hall, right? I think so. I mean, I don't know what the specifics were, but yeah, they threw him out. Right, right. So you know, there's been many many politicians who have had innuendos of sexual misconduct leveled at them. Mm-hmm. Why do you think with Cuomo it's stuck? Well, I think the quantum of evidence was such um, and the quality of evidence was such that it was not rebutted. It's not good enough to say, oh, I'm Italian. I like to hug people. It's just not good enough consider the very specific allegations that uh, made and the whole context in which these alleged advances were made. It's too bad because, I mean, he was, he's a single guy. Naturally, he's lonely, sitting in the mansion all by himself. Everybody likes to look at a pretty woman in high heels. And I think he just, right. unfortunately, took it to, to the outer extremes. And he has now paid the price for it. Wow. I mean, he has had a number of set, set, setbacks in his career. But this is yep. like, this is a big one. Um, yeah. It's a, you know, is it a knockout punch? I don't know, but it's certainly a, a real severe punch of the gut. Right, right. So what do you envision 
under the Hochul administration, how much will she be able to accomplish? And what do you believe she will be able to accomplish? First of all, she can establish respect for the electoral process and uh, clarity and openness in her, her transactions and cleaning up some of the messes that were left from the Cuomo administration. I think she'll go a long way toward establishing a credible presence as governor. And then I think she can advance her agenda, uh, which she's now developing, to increase economic opportunity for New Yorkers in a way that we have not before. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I think, you know, it's just comforting to have somebody with a steady hand at the helm and who knows where the winds are coming from, where the storms are going to pop up, and who knows how to navigate around them. Okay. Um, I just lost my train of thought while I was listening to you. Um, <laughs> That's not the first I, time I, I have bubbled I, people. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. Sometimes I'd be fuddled myself. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, well, I think maybe let's sum it up and say what Andrew Cuomo and his father were fond of saying, excelsior, onward and upward. Okay, we okay. took our lumps. He took a fall. It's too bad. We now have a new governor. Onward and upward. Let's Let's go toward achieving our potential. So uh, throughout the country, Andrew Cuomo was looked at as almost a god as far as, you know, reassuring people about COVID because of, you know, the leadership there was in the White House. And he was Mm -hmm. kind of like the, the, the good guy who, you know, weathered us through the storm. And, you know, he's and very good at he, he Andrew, in a crisis, is an excellent crisis manager. I don't think he's as good as in the normal, everyday circumstance. But you present him with a storm, some type of a physical crisis, some type of thing that he can explain to people and explain it well, he does well, and uh, and I think that this was almost made for him. On the other hand, he does well, but sometimes he doesn't own up to everything. Therefore, all of those nursing home deaths that they kind of try to hide under the table then upended much of his credibility. You know, being truthful as best you can, laying out the facts, mm-hmm. not hiding from them, and owning up to mistakes are all very, very important parts of being a political leader. Andrew is never very good at owning up to mistakes. He is good and was good at managing things. He was, I think I told you in his younger years, he used to work at a tow truck on the Southern State Parkway. You know, he'd right. pull away from, from car wrecks and stuff. He likes motorcycles. He's a mechanic kind of guy. He likes to get in under the hood and fix things. Uh, mm-hmm. His father, on the other hand, was more ethereal, more, you know, uh, they say Hamlet on the Hudson, 
But uh, mm-hmm. Andrew you know, is is a fixed guy. Sometimes you can take that too far, and I, I think he did a little bit in this COVID situation. You know, he got pretty pretty full of himself. Then he, he wound up writing a book that he didn't really write that other people wrote for him. He got in more trouble as a result. So, you know, hubris, as they say, hubris is fatal in politics. So, you know, the COVID crisis is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Now, you're in Florida. You're you're now residing in Florida. And I believe it could be pretty bad down there. But my question to you is, do you think the new governor has the chops to see this crisis and, you know, reassure us that everything's going to be okay? Absolutely. I think she's uh, single-minded in terms of her um, viewing the COVID crisis as something that needs to be managed. We need to, basically, we need to get people vaccinated. I mean, that's the single thing, vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Once that's done, crisis over. Uh, So she and her team are focusing on that. Um, And also you got to focus on your medical resources, which she is doing as well. So she's, uh, she is, I think that has surprised a lot of people in terms of her uh, competence in office. Well, the next few months that go into the, I'm sorry, the next few months are definitely going to be, you know, pretty interesting to watch. So we're almost out of time. John, you have relocated to Florida. I'm sorry? Tell, Tell us a little bit about you, what you're doing now. Well, I'm doing a fair amount of writing. Uh, and trying to just consider what the next uh, chapter is in my my life. But in the meantime, I'm taking it a little easier here and enjoying the sunshine. Terrific. So you've been listening to John Sullivan, who at one time was co-chair of the uh, Craddock Committee in New York State. Do you ever hear from uh, Judith Hope, who was your co-chair? Uh, occasionally. Uh, we, we trade messages on uh, Facebook, and I follow her involvement in uh, the Eleanor Women's uh, like, uh, fundraising group to encourage women to uh, run for office, Eleanor Roosevelt Lake. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, she's so John, John, as the Hochul administration evolves, I would like to have you on Focus on Albany from time to time so that you could share your views. So you've been listening to John Sullivan. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And I'm also on WCAA here in Albany. So I'm on every day, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 9.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Um, so if you don't uh, grab the podcast, you could listen on the air. And if you um, are not in 
the Albany area. We we stream live at WCAA. Thanks, John. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.